Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Good afternoon, evening. I was trying to decide what to say, and I just rolled. I went. I skipped good morning, so sorry if it's morning when you're listening to this, but all that to say, hello, welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. My name is Callan. I'm here with Anna, as always. We are your hosts. We're here to sip on a beverage, chat about pop culture in all of its forms, and just hang out with y'all for a little while so thank you for listening anna how are you doing this afternoon evening (laughs) not morning (laughs) this entire day doing good just just a normal day in the neighborhood don't we love that yeah what about you i'm doing well as well thank you um i yeah um just Getting through the week. Happy to be here. Um, I think we've got some fun stuff to chat about today. We are continuing on our normal path or layout of an episode, I guess. You know, we kind of, we do a few different things. We change it up every once in a while. But we're kind of on our normal routine today. So hopefully y'all will enjoy um, everything that we will cover Anna doesn't know what I'm educating her on today, so that's always a fun reveal. It is. I'm excited. Anticipating. Yes. Well, I am anticipating knowing what you're drinking, (laughs) so please do share. I decided to go with a Moscow Mule. Love it. Fitting in with one of Callan's pillars. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, got to serve it in a nice copper mug and all the fixings, so. Mm -hmm. Love it. Solid choice. You can't go wrong. It's true. Some are are better than others, but. True. They're all good for the most part, so. (laughs) Can't go wrong. Well, I'm going with a classic as well. It's a classic to me. It's only the second time I've had it on here, but it's Magner's Irish Cider. Mm. The best of the best. Yes. Really, we're both drinking a staple, a staple drink. (laughs) So I'm happy about that. Yeah. We got it covered. Got it covered. Our normal selves, um, you know, this is a good stuff. So short and sweet. Yeah. Iconic drinks. They need no explanation. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you can definitely listen to some of our past episodes if you're curious about either of these beverages because um, I think we've told stories about both of them in the past. So yeah. just go go find those. But every week, aside from what we're drinking, we always talk about something that we're watching or listening to, um, you know, consuming some sort of pop culture. So Anna what are you going to tell me about today? Well, I this movie has been on my to-watch list on Hulu, so I decided to watch it the other day. It's called Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and the mother from How I Met Your Mother. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know her name. <laughs> I haven't seen um, her in anything else. So. <laughs> um, it's a Lonely Island production. 
which (laughs) are the people who did, yeah. Um, I'm an SNL person, and Andy Samberg is great. So if you don't know who Lonely Island is, definitely look them up on YouTube. But it's a Lonely Island production. I really had no idea, like, what the plot was about or anything. It was just I saw that Andy Samberg was in a movie, and I was like, I'm going to try that. And it was not at all what I expected. (laughs) But it was very entertaining, very... I think it's probably classified as a dark comedy. Uh, If you don't want to know what it is, then skip a little bit. But basically, you find out that Andy Samberg is stuck in like a time loop. And he ends up getting this girl, Tracy, isn't that her name on How You Met Your Mother? Yeah. He gets that character. She accidentally becomes part of the loop with him. Mm. And, like, I feel like I, I, I said this while I was watching the movie, and then I was like, that's not true. Because um, I was like, oh, I feel like this this version of this story is almost very kid-like to me. Because I remember watching this one Christmas movie with a guy from Rink, and it's like he lives Christmas every day. And... <laughs> Then I was like, wait, that's not true. Groundhog Day exists. <laughs> and I was like, that's incorrect. Anyway, uh, it's very interesting. Like I said, it's a pretty dark just because it's like, you know, they're kind of like lost hope that they'll ever get out of this time loop. But then it's, of course, it's a comedy because they can do anything they want and time will repeat itself. So, mm. yeah, I recommend it. It's on Hulu. And it may be on Amazon Prime. I feel like I've seen it there at some point, but I watched it on Hulu. Okay. So it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It's not overly funny, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it definitely has some dramatic moments in it, but it's more of a drama comedy, almost. A dramedy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well... I have I haven't heard of that. I haven't seen it advertised on Hulu, so good to know. Um, I feel like if you don't know who the Lonely Island is, then you weren't like in middle or high school in the late two thousands because <laughs> true that was their prime their prime time. Um, I just remember for so long hearing people say I'm on a boat and not <laughs> knowing why anyone was saying that right. Because I feel like now there are definitely phrases that I still, I'm like, I don't know where that came from. Oh, yeah. But if I wanted to look it up, I easily could and figure out what it's from. And it sounds like I grew up in the dark ages. Like, YouTube was around. So once I finally got around searching, I could look it up. But I felt like I just, like, I heard it and I just didn't know where it was coming from. And I couldn't find the reference. And it's like, if I missed it, I missed it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. <laughs> but then I finally saw it. I watched the video. So there you go. <laughs> then you were educated. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, a good pop culture moment. <laughs> but yeah, Andy Sandberg is funny. And he has really stayed relevant with mm-hmm. the 9-9 and all that. He's yeah. doing well. So you never know when they leave SNL how it's going to go. <laughs> it's very true. Could be one or two ways. Yes. 
Yes. So this is a little broad, but... Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, it it is what it is. Um, I can't remember if I've talked on here before about i think i think we have talked about how we both like oldies music and Mm -hmm. especially like 70s specifically yeah and that's like always a constant rotation on the music that i'm listening to is 70s music so 70s on 7 on xm that's a great channel that i will listen to in the car a lot um i have a classics playlist that I made on Spotify feel free to follow it if you'd like (laughs) um but I think it has like two followers so that's cool (laughs) but uh it it's mostly 70s it's got a few other you know maybe a little 60s a hint of 80s even though I just I can't really do the 80s that's just not for me (laughs) um but mostly 70s so I I listened to that um And I wanted to just mention, I know 70s music is really broad, but specifically, I feel like lately, I have been a little more inspired by things that I have seen or randomly watched that has incorporated this music that has made me like want to find a specific song or listen specifically to um, a certain artist. And I don't know, I feel like for me, it's hard to find new music. Um, and so it's rare for me to like be watching something and be like, I got to know what that is. And then Shazam it or whatever and save it for later. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I do, it feels like a big deal (laughs) to me. And both of these things, actually, probably neither of these are 70s. So again, it's broad. Sorry. (laughs) But one thing that did this was when I saw, um, the Batman, one of the trailers that they played before is for the new Elvis movie called Elvis. That yeah. I it, I think it looks really good. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. 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 The trailer sold me, so I hope the movie is yeah. just as good as the trailer. I do too. Um, I could not get over the fact that Austin Butler was playing. Yes, Elvis. I did too. I was like, that cannot be the same guy from wasn't he from on Disney Channel at one point? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was on Disney Channel and then dated Vanessa Hudgens for like 10 years or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. I think he was a little past my Disney Channel days, but I recognized him space. Yeah, because I feel like I was like, okay, he looks familiar. I mean, obviously, he's in makeup to look like Elvis, so I didn't recognize him immediately. Mm-hmm. And then when it popped up his name, I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but... He seemed to be pulling it off, so we'll see. I'm excited. And just in case anyone doesn't know or has forgotten, Elvis is a Mississippi native. He is not from Memphis, so they cannot take credit. They even say that that. on the trailer. Yes. Just a reminder. (laughs) We're getting so much. Let us have what we can have. It's good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's from Tupelo, so right down the road but he uh you know I I feel like growing up he's so like caricaturized if Mm -hmm. that's a word it's like you don't even take him seriously and like the lyrics that you're you sing you know people say hunk a hunk of burning love and (laughs) like I don't know. You just don't really stop to listen to his voice and how good his voice was and, you know, the presence that he had and 
I mean, obviously, there's not that many people in music or pop culture in general who you say one name, like they only have one name. But the people that have just one name that's icon, they're iconic and mm-hmm. um, have left a big mark on that. So I don't know. It kind of got me into that. So I was listening to like a lot of Elvis music. Um, and some of it is cheesy, but some of it's really good. So yeah, um, definitely something worth listening to. So I've kind of incorporated that into my classics mix, and I feel like a better Mississippian than <laughs> Elvis, you know? Yeah. Um, and then definitely not 70s, but actually at the same, ex- excuse me, during the same experience when I saw the Batman, never have I been a Nirvana fan the one song they used in there, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> so I've been listening to that whole album um, and spent an hour on Wikipedia reading about Nirvana. So yeah. I'm more educated on them. So you just learn a lot of fun facts and I don't know. It's just fun to take a little deep dive. I don't know. I'm kind of that person's like, I don't necessarily need new music. I'll just listen to what was already created. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Revisit all the good stuff. Yes. So, anyway, kind of all over the place, but we don't touch on music as much on here, so I wanted to mention that just because I think it's fun and yeah, it's cool to see, like, older music being repurposed, like, whoever thought, let's put a Nirvana song on the Batman, that was great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not something you expect, but it surprisingly works. Exactly. Yes, it works. So anyway, that is all I have to say about that. But (laughs) moving on to our next segment that is always a fun topic for us. Absolutely. Why we should be on The Amazing Race. Um, As if, you know, just our our dazzling personalities don't (laughs) say enough. We just love to add in a fact about ourselves or something that we think makes us um a good candidate to be a team on amazing race so anna i'm excited to hear what you have for us yeah this is kind of a throwback um to any listeners who who remember bj and tyler from the amazing race some of our favorites um i i thought about this the other day and I don't think this is really mentioned about BJ and Tyler, but they had these (laughs) t-shirts and that they made about former Amazing Race contestants and just like fun t-shirts. And I thought Callan and I are very, we can be very crafty Mm -hmm. or and creative in other ways. So... I was thinking if we get onto the race, we will be the people, the next stepping stone of BJ and Tyler that we will create some cool t-shirts and, you know, be a little recognized throwback to some of the older contestants from previous seasons. And I'm sure we will have a Phil Kogan shirt. You can't not have one of him. (laughs) And I'm just thinking from a marketing standpoint, that will make us stand out. And then the CBS store really could utilize our public use, uh, fair use, whatever the term is, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) our Getty images to, (laughs) to make a profit on, on those 
t-shirts that we decided to to really promote look at that i mean (laughs) this is not the first time that we have come up with ways for them to make more money it's true and i mean that's what they're all about to be honest every corporation is we can't not mention that we're helping you do that (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's true uh yeah i mean we've got merch Aside from the Calana shirts that we can have, obviously a pop culture on the rock shirt that, you know, it's a little self-promotion. Right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, but I love the idea of having some, like, custom shirts of, you know, funny moments, like great references. Obviously got to have something about the water slide. <laughs> Our favorite like, moment. <laughs> you know, like... An illustration, maybe, of her, like, sitting at the slide. Yeah. A little little caption on it, like, I will go down the water slide, you know. Yeah, and I feel like we have good connections, especially you with, you know, great graphic designers and people who could really make something very professional looking. Oh, yeah. Not just, like, an iron-on. No, no. I will not be drawing these. Like these will be these will be cool. These will be something people want. You know, like it. it, It's gonna be like, oh my gosh, where'd they get that shirt? And then everybody can get a piece of the pie. That's right. I like it. Very good. That's a good one. Thank you. Kind of out of left field, but you know, no, I like it. It adds personality. And, you know, they always end up, like, calling some team by, like, what they have on. You know, like, Rachel and Brendan were always the green team. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, synonymous. So, I guess we can be, like, the t-shirt team or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I am down for that. That's fine. I like it. Yep. <laughs> we, I mean, we got to show off our personality on the show. Yeah. So, we will. Always. I like that one. I like Thank it. you. <laughs> All right, well, transitioning us from t-shirts to movies, which is not connected <laughs> at all. <laughs> Probably um, someone wears a t-shirt in whatever you're about to talk about. Definitely. At least one was seen on screen. So what I'm talking about this evening is something that um, is a little bit random, isn't it always? And <laughs> I'm actually going to mention two movies because they kind of coincide, even mm-hmm. though they are not, it's not a sequel. It's nothing like that. Um, one of them I've seen a long time ago and then one I recently watched, which kind of gave me the idea to do this. So okay. hopefully everyone will enjoy, you know, I love a long disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I kind of alluded to it, but not really with... Uh, what I was talking about listening to earlier, which is some classic songs, some older stuff. So I am taking us back to the 90s, which is a great time period. You know, we were born in the 90s, 90s kids. I think it's it's a great decade. Um, And I think these are two good movies that came out of it. So the reason that I've picked these two is because they feature the same two actors, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. So maybe you can guess what I'm going to talk about. Um, so the first one is Pretty Woman, and the second one is Runaway Bride. So I saw mm-hmm. Pretty Woman years ago. I've seen it multiple times or watched like bits and pieces of it. But Runaway Bride, I watched actually like 
a month ago, maybe. I have a list of all the movies on my Netflix list, which, as I have said, is quite daunting. <laughs> and I got the idea um, from our friend Ben, who has been on our Survivor episode, to come up with my own method of kind of letting the movies choose me. So I'm just never going to be in the mood for every movie. So I just yeah. kind of have to like let let the movie um, choose me, like I said. And I, he has his own system that he told me about, but I just found a random wheel number picker <laughs> online, mm-hmm. and you can put in, like, a custom number range, hit spin, the little wheel, wheel spins, and then whatever number it lands on, that's the movie that you are watching. Yeah. And so I did that, and Runaway Bride came up last time, and it has worked in my favor because twice now when I have gone to Netflix to click on it to watch it's leaving like in a few weeks like oh wow it has really yeah worked out worked out for me that um if I didn't watch it then anyway I might not have been able to watch it for a while so yeah sorry that it did recently leave Netflix but I think um Runaway Bride is easy to find if you're interested um, but not only do these two feature the same two main character or the same two um, main actors, they're also both directed by Gary Marshall, who I just love. Gary uh, is a really famous um, film director, and he directed The Princess Diaries. For all the people our age, you can probably relate to that. <laughs> One of the greatest movies of our time. Yes. Um, I'll stand by that. (laughs) Um, But Gary was, he unfortunately died in 2016, but he did a lot of um, famous movies throughout his career. Um, Early on, he wrote for um, like Dick Van Dyke. And he helped develop The Odd Couple. Both of those really famous shows back in the day. And then he also created Happy Days. So that's probably something. If anybody grew up watching TV Land, then (laughs) you have seen Happy Days. Yes. He also created Laverne and Shirley, another classic TV Land show. And his sister, Penny Marshall, uh, played... Laverne on there so just in case anyone didn't know they are related they are that's cool yeah so he also later did some ensemble movies like New Year's Eve Valentine's Day um those movies where every actor and their (laughs) mother is in them he did those (laughs) so kind of all like feel good movies maybe a little drama usually a romance, but overall just things that I feel like have a good vibe, have a classic feel, and um, he definitely did that. Uh, He always alluded to, like, uh, he always gave, like, nods to how they filmed movies back in the olden days, I guess, early days of Hollywood, and so he kind of kept some of that feel um, in his movies, which I I liked. I'm that person 
that watches the deleted scenes on DVDs or the commentaries. And on The Princess Diaries in the deleted scenes, he actually gave a little intro to each of the scenes and kind of gave context to it. And then also like why they ended up cutting it from the movie. And one of those was actually showing Mia and Michael on their pizza date, um, which we now know did not happen. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But originally there was a a scene where they filmed eating the pizza and Gary was actually the pizza man. um, Oh, that's cute. That served them. And he said in his little intro that it was kind of a classic thing for a director to make a cameo in their movie so that's why like they originally had that but they decided to cut it so gary is not seen in the princess diaries bummer i know (laughs) another really like common thing for gary specifically kind of like Christopher Nolan so I guess it's like a director thing too is you find the actors you like and then you put them in everything you do (laughs) yeah sometimes it's the main characters you know sometimes it's like side characters or actors um and it's just like oh wow like that's a random person to be in both of these obviously with Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride like It is the same two main actors, but there's a lot of side actors that I will mention that were in both of these and also The Princess Diaries. So even though I'm talking about Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride, I guess I will be mentioning The Princess Diaries a lot because... Might as well. Yeah. I mean, that's relevant to us. I feel like probably relevant to a lot of listeners and maybe one that people don't realize has like a lot of connections to the other two, especially Pretty Woman. Um, So... I won't take us too deep into each movie just, you know, for the sake of time, but I will give a little bit of an overview. Um, Pretty Woman came out in 1990. Hard to believe it is that old, but it is. And I feel like this is definitely the more popular of the two. I think everybody has heard of Pretty Woman, um, if not seen at least some of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, a good old rom-com. So the film centers around Vivian, who is a sex worker in Hollywood. Um, so, you know, like downtown LA, that is where um, she spends her time, makes her money. And um, at one point, she gets picked up by Edward, who is played by Richard Gere. And then... He They spend the night together, and he ends up hiring her to be his escort for several days um, to go to business and social functions with him. He is quite wealthy, and, I mean, you would have to be to afford that, but um, that is a, a main focal point of their relationship is, you know, the money he has and the kind of perception I guess people have of him very classy guy um, successful businessman and so she's going to be attending all of these functions with him now her background aside from being a sex worker is she's just like girl next door like did not grow up with money is not really used to the finer things in life um, 
and is unfamiliar in that world. So when she's attending these things with him, it's very much out of her comfort zone. She doesn't necessarily know, you know, how to act like the other ladies in society are acting. Yeah. Um, but that's why Edward likes her. He thinks she's charming. He likes that she's not like all the other people that he has to really put up with. And that she kind of humbles him too. Like, hey, you're not all that. <laughs> so, you know, throughout the movie, I think people kind of piece together. I think that, like, he hired her. I don't think this is, you know... Just a random woman that he met and is hanging out with. And people definitely turn up their nose at her, either her behavior or what she's wearing. Um, if it's like a little more revealing or maybe looks cheap, people definitely give her a hard time. Probably the most iconic scene or moment that people talk about from the movie is when um, she goes into a really expensive store on Rodeo Drive, downtown Hollywood, and the employee will not will not help her shop. Basically, she judges what she's wearing and kind of sends her away, like pretty much refuses to serve her. And so she then turns to Barney and get this, Barney, the hotel manager, because they're sleeping in a hotel every night. The hotel manager is played by Hector Elizondo, a.k.a. Joe from The Princess Diaries. So that is your next example Joey? of... <laughs> no, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's your next example of a Princess Diaries, you know, person appearing here. Or your first example, I guess I should say. So, he kind of takes Vivian under his wing and teaches her the etiquette for these dinners and, like, which fork to use. And helps her, you know, dress well and um, kind of fit into that world. And she ends up going back to the store all dressed up and the lady's ready to help her. She doesn't recognize her. And Vivian basically says, big mistake. Like, you should have helped me before because here's all this cash that I have to be shopping and you ain't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, throughout the movie, of course, Vivian Ed and Vivian and Edward fall in love. Won't give everything away. Maybe they end up together. Maybe they don't. But... I really enjoy the movie. Obviously, I guess it has a an inappropriate um, plot line, you could say. Um, not for kids, obviously. Um, but it is 1990, so it's not like the worst. It's definitely not as graphic as things that are coming out today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just think it has really good character development. I feel like it makes you think about society structures that we have, the way we treat people, and just about how backgrounds, where you come from, doesn't necessarily mean like you can't fall in love with someone from a totally different world than you, and you can kind of help each other become better people. So I yeah. think it has a really good story and a good message and is really well done. This was a box office hit obviously like i said <laughs> most people have heard about it this was actually how julia roberts established herself as a leading actress um the main character so 
her her breakthrough, I guess you'd say, performances before this were Mystic Pizza, um, which was, I think, her first, like, at least theatrical role, which is also a good movie. And Steel Magnolias, which we talked about recently on here that I have not seen, that I feel really bad about not having seen yet, <laughs> and I will see it. Like I said, this was kind of a breakthrough for her as far as playing that leading lady on screen, and... She received a um, Golden Globe for this role and was nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars. So, obviously, after this, you know, we all know Julia Roberts. So, yeah. Um, Richard Gere was a little bit more established by this point. He, you know, is uh, older than her. He's definitely has a reputation in Hollywood as the the sex symbol, I guess you'd say. Uh Especially for that older crowd. <laughs> right. No, sh- no shade. But, I mean, definitely like 80s, 90s, it's like he was the shiz. So, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> and he's in um, Chicago, which I feel like is worth mentioning. But mm-hmm. he has quite the lineup. Um, so, you'd probably recognize Richard Gere if you don't know who he is off the top of your head. Um, so, the people that I wanted to mention... Um, that are familiar. <laughs> so also in this movie, and not familiar because of necessarily the Princess Diaries, as people seem to have that <laughs> trait here. Um, Jason Alexander is in it. He is famous for Seinfeld, so um, you know he's in there. Uh, and then for some of the people that you will recognize in. The Princess Diaries. <laughs> and then also, uh, I'll come back if they tie into Runaway Ride as well. But the scene, the scene when Vivian and Edward are eating dinner, at, it was like a business dinner. Um, the waiter that comes up, um, he was the waiter at the state dinner in The Princess Diaries. Oh. Yes. The... Happens all the time. Happens all the time. And what people don't know is that that scene happened in Pretty Woman. So actually that scene in Princess Diaries was a nod to Pretty Woman. Oh, Yes, because at that dinner, Vivian breaks her glass and the waiter comes up again and says, happens all the time. Aw, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So he had moved up in his waiter career. I mean, he was serving royalty. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So that's like a really fun little note. Um, like I said, Hector Elizondo uh, is a more of a main character um, that you'll recognize. Larry Miller is in it. He plays Paolo in The Princess Diaries. Everybody <laughs> loves him. Uh, he is the manager of a clothing store where Vivian buys her new wardrobe. So he actually did take care of her, but... He's always in that fashion realm, you know? That's right. (laughs) Uh, And then the other person that I wanted to mention is Kathleen Marshall. And that is because she plays Charlotte in The Princess Diaries. So very important character there. But also she is in... um, I think she just has, like, a cameo in Pretty Woman, but she is in it. And then Runaway Ride, 
she plays cousin cindy so we'll come back to her she's not really a big character but cousin cindy she is there so yeah. she is gary marshall's daughter so FYI. oh yes oh wow fun fact for that yes so anyway those are the people that i wanted to touch on for for a pretty woman <laughs> and if i forgot anything sorry but it's not that important i guess but anyway good movie Runaway Ride, now, what I have seen more recently, like I said, it is a 1999 film. So, it had been nine years since Julie Roberts and Richard Gere took to the screen together. Uh, But they reunited for another movie directed by Gary Marshall. And it's definitely a, I mean, it's a, a simple plot again. Um... So, Richard Gere is a reporter in New York City, and he is not doing very well with his stories. He works for a newspaper. Um, they're basically, you know, it's not cutting it. He's He doesn't have a good lead, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, get, he loses his job. So, he's trying to find, like, the story, and he hears about... This woman, played by Julia Roberts, who he hears that she has left a string of fiancés at the altar. Like, this is her thing. Um, So, her name is Maggie. You know, she's a fun young woman. Um, She lives in Maryland. Kind of a small, cute, hallmarky town. Which I'm like, how has she found this many men to marry in this small <laughs> Maryland town? <laughs> but right. she has. Um, and they run through the various weddings and fiancés that she had. And every time she walks down the aisle, but she doesn't quite get to the altar. And she turns around and runs away. Um, whether that be out of the church or out of the lawn if it's an outdoor wedding (laughs) she (laughs) takes off one time she even hopped on a horse and rode away on that so (laughs) um that is the simple plot and he's like well i've got to go write about you know this girl like this deserves to be a story um so this guy gives her all the in gives him all the info he writes this like feature story about her and of course it blows up like everybody is so intrigued by the runaway bride and Maggie of course is not happy because I mean she just like opened her paper one day and there was a story about her like this right. is not something that he just you know worked with her on um, so needless to say she was not happy and it had some factual errors you know it was a I'll just say it was an it was a biased source that provided him all the info and Unlike a good columnist, um, Richard Gere's character, Ike, did not check all of his sources. So <laughs> maybe that's why he got fired. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is why he got fired, actually, for not verifying his source. Um, that just seems to be a pattern of his. So anyway, you think he would learn. But he goes to Maryland where he finds her living with her family. And she's on her fourth attempt to get married. Um, the the groom to be is played by Christopher Maloney, who was famous for Law and Order SVU. So any SVU doom, doom. fans know it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Every time he enters the room, they play that. <laughs> uh, so he introduces himself. 
you know, he has no job. So uh, she's she's not loving him uh, being there. She takes up her grievances with him. And um, basically, like, he in, kind of invites himself to get to know the real her. And, you know, she's like, I want to show you the truth. And, like, I'm not this villain, you know, this crazy woman yeah. who's doing this to men on person. And she also wants to prove that she and Bob... AKA dun dun are going to work out. <laughs> uh, but you know, she's determined like this is the one that is going to be the guy. Yeah. Um so you kind of follow the you know, the rehearsal dinner and all that and just them spending time together. And, you know, wouldn't you have it that their characters start to fall in love <laughs> again mm. i won't spoil if they end up together if they don't but they do you know the best movies i guess the best romances in these um always start with them hating each other you know isn't that <laughs> how it goes apparently <laughs> apparently you just need to find someone that you hate and then that will actually be your spouse right you know um so joan cusack is in the movie as well um, she is Maggie's best friend. Um, so kind of a famous name. Once again, yeah. Hector Elizondo is back. Um, and he has somewhat of a main role, but nothing too crazy. So Ike, the reporter, Richard Gere, uh, the newspaper he worked at, his boss was actually his ex-wife. Even though they have a good relationship, they're friends. But she fired him, so, you know. But <laughs> Hector Elizondo plays... Um, his ex-wife's new husband. But they all get along, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and Rita Wilson, very famous, but, you know, I always want to mention Raise Your Voice because she was in that. <laughs> <laughs> she was Hillary's mom. Uh, she's also married to Tom Hanks. So uh, that was Ike's ex-wife that is married to Hector Elizondo. Um, so then you have obviously Christopher Maloney, like I said, um, you have Paul Dooley who pl was in 16 Candles, um, he has been in a lot of other stuff as well, but he plays Maggie's dad. And then you have all of the exes, which I won't <laughs> go into, but they are all there. Um, Celia Ward is actually a pretty famous actress and she had a very small role she was a woman at a bar but she was there <laughs> um definitely look her up um fun fact she's from meridian mississippi so we're just hyping hey. all the, the mississippi actors and yes <laughs> yes and actually one time my aunt was recognized <laughs> at the airport because someone thought she was Seal Award. So and they That's came cool. up asking for her autograph. Yes. <laughs> I always Why think yes she, I am. I am. I always <laughs> think she should have said yes and given the autograph, but Absolutely. Whatever. She let the person down easy. <laughs> um <laughs> That was nice of her. Yes. So once again Larry Miller, aka Palo, aka fashion store manager, is the bartender in this uh and then i'm pretty sure kathleen marshall i i want to say she made an appearance so anyway as you can see we just love to yes cousin cindy that's right cousin cindy that is kathleen marshall so anyway 
some familiar faces once again. So pretty much if you watch a Gary Marshall movie and then you watch another one, you'll know most of the cast. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. What is kind of interesting about Runaway Bride is that it was in development for over a decade. So <laughs> it took a oh, while wow. to get made there were a ton of different actors and actresses like attached to the movie i mean like demi moore or demi excuse me sandra bullock ellen like (laughs) christopher walken harrison ford ben affleck mel gibson i mean literally everybody was attached to this at at one time or the other but it finally got made you know i guess gary julia and robert were that was the magic trio i know that was the ticket so anyway and they filmed like at a a real town in maryland that is apparently just charming and fit for it so overall runaway bride like it it did well in theaters and like commercially and all that it pretty much has a lot of negative reviews from critics. So, I mean, it depends on Bear. who you ask. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. I mean, I don't personally read a lot of critic reviews. Um, you know, I'll if I see the Rotten Tomato score, okay. Yeah. But for the most part, I will watch something and decide for myself. Um Honestly, the thing I look at the most probably is, like, IMDb reviews by people. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, take that how you will. I liked it. I will say that it's not one that I think is, like, a must-watch. I don't want to, you know, say go watch it right now. But I think it's really enjoyable if you are in the mood for just a light rom-com, Gary Marshall vibe, 90s vibe, all that then I think watch it. Like, it's a good, you know, 90-minute yeah. movie just to enjoy. So I definitely, you know, if you're if you're good with that and knowing it's not necessarily going to be the best movie you've ever seen, then you should watch it. If you're going to pick one of these two, definitely go with Pretty Woman. Um, I think their chemistry is better in that. I think the story is a little bit more complex. But, I mean, neither one of them are that much of a commitment so why not watch (laughs) both you know um so i thought that would be fun to chat about just because of the similarities they have the connections and then like i said um princess diaries just got an honorable mention here but (laughs) it is my favorite of the three (laughs) i was about to say yeah definitely i've seen all three and of course princess diaries is my favorite but that's really funny because i feel like i've watched runaway bride numerous times on tv i guess because it would just come on randomly Uh uh-huh and i I probably have only seen Pretty Woman once, maybe twice. Okay. So it is funny, just like, I guess, how, like, timing worked out. And probably I didn't watch Pretty Woman when my parents were around, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know. Same. That's one that, like, you flip away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I definitely, I mean, I watched Pretty Woman on TV a lot. Like, I've seen pieces of it, but, I mean obviously they're cutting a lot of it out you know on yeah. there so definitely watch the theatrical release what so i didn't know if you had seen runaway bride or not so what's your overall opinion of that movie i remember it being really good i mean it's been so long since i've seen it so mm-hmm. i definitely 
would need to watch it again to give a a full review but yes 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 well i mean i remember liking it yeah no a long time ago (laughs) it's good i enjoy it and both are comedy you know romantic comedies but i feel like runaway bride was trying to be more of a comedy Mm -hmm. so i feel like you notice that when you watch it too both good and both fun to see the connections through them all yeah that's all i got (laughs) fantastic yeah that was fun kind of a a trip down memory lane remembering yes some good fun movies yeah all fun so definitely go check them out i just you know we obviously talk a lot about new content that's coming out or newer but sometimes you know it's fun to throw it yeah and i learned a lot good which is also fun yeah we love some good facts to have for people yes keep it up your sleeve some random facts better than some other things that are more important to remember yes well you never know when it'll come in handy it's a conversation (laughs) topic next time you don't know what to say you can mention did you know that Runaway Bride was the second <laughs> movie of uh, uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. So, you know, there you go. Some fun yeah. facts for you. Well, that's all I had for this episode. Thank you all for joining us once again. It's always fun to chat, mix in some old with some new with some fun facts. So, Thanks for joining. I feel like Hector Elizondo was like the third member of this discussion. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I, I really like him. He <laughs> he hadn't let me down yet. And I, I didn't mention, but obviously a lot of these people were also in Valentine's Day and New Year's Day. Or New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Is that what it is? Whichever. I don't know. I've only seen the Valentine's Day one. I didn't see the I, other one. I... I know I watched New Year's Day. It's New Year's Eve because, I mean, it's all happening at midnight. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of them are in that um, as well. So, aside from all the other famous people in there, some of Gary Marshall's classic people are there as well. Um, I want to say New Year's Eve is the one with Taylor Swift and, like, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Because that's when they dated. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That's Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. These movies are the same. (laughs) I don't understand. I mean, obviously, I couldn't remember. I've only seen one of them, and I couldn't remember if that was the one that I had seen or not. People are yelling through their, (laughs) through the the podcast, but. So maybe that's why she wanted to go back to December, because that's probably when they filmed it. (gasps) Wow. Probably not. I think it takes longer than two months to produce an, an entire film. But Yeah, uh, it does. But I love that, you know. We love a good Taylor Swift Easter egg, so. It's true. Huh. That's interesting. Okay, well, Valentine's Day. Yep, it was that. And Hector Elizondo played. Any guesses? <laughs> None. So the kid, Edison, I guess the kid, uh, it's like the one actor I don't know is the one who played the kid. Anyway, Hector is his grandfather, so there you go. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, he wasn't in New Year's Eve. How, what a, how sad. Blame. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gosh. Uh, oh, wow. Hector Elizondo, just so everybody knows, was married to two women, both named Marie. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. And then his his third wife did not have that name, but. Didn't um, have a name? (laughs) Did not have that name. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Picturing Wikipedia's, like, third wife. (laughs) No name. (laughs) Uh, Okay, wait. People can't get their ish together. This says he was in New Year's Eve. Now, New Year's Eve, this is why it's confusing, is because one came out in 2010 and one came out in 2011. It's like almost mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. This is the one with Zac Efron. If okay. that yeah, I never saw that one. Along with literally everybody else. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I saw... <laughs> I don't know which one I saw. <laughs> it all kind of runs together. <laughs> it really does because there's so many storylines. Everybody's trying to be love actually. Mm. Um, yep, cannot I, be repeated. I might have seen both. I saw the Taylor Swift one. Anyway, regardless, Hector Elizondo <laughs> is in this again. <laughs> um, so just in case anyone was worried, he was there. But anyway, um, what a ride that was. Um, <laughs> I feel like instead of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, it needs to be six degrees of Hector Elizondo. Because he's <laughs> been in so many movies. <laughs> How true. <laughs> Maybe we'll make that site yeah we'll make that happen all right well on that note thank you everyone for listening to whatever this was it was a little (laughs) bit uh we went down a lot of paths but when you have such large casts that's what's bound to happen so it's true i hope all of that made sense i hope you could follow it all if not the internet is waiting for you and (laughs) so are the movies so hope this gave you a little taste of all of them be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter and join our discord send us an email with any of your recommendations drink or otherwise um, what you want us to watch or discuss we would love if you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode about any of our various topics that we might cover you never know so we're unpredictable which I, I think it's somewhat fun I mean you know it'll be about pop culture so yeah so that's a that's a very broad topic but <laughs> could go anywhere yeah and then if you would be so kind as to leave us a review that would be great we'd love to know what you like and what you don't like so that we can you know choose to either continue anyway or to uh adjust so please let us know um your thoughts we'd love to hear it if you have seen any of the movies talked about we would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what your favorite one is. Which actor of these casts is your favorite? Um, if you've seen Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve or both, or you're unsure which also, then <laughs> I would love to hear about that too. But I think that's it. Echoing what Callan said, thank you so much for listening. We're really excited to share some new stuff with you and look back on some things that maybe you haven't thought about in a while. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Anna. And I'm Callan. Big mistake. Big. Huge. (laughs) 